Hi folks, welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. But this week, we have on Yamini Rangan, HubSpot's Chief Executive Officer, who's here to share her vision for the HubSpot Solutions Partner Program, HubSpot's own strategic objectives for 2023 and beyond, and their implications for solutions partners, and her recommendations for how partners can thrive in the HubSpot ecosystem. So we start by checking in with her original vision statement for the partner program from a few years ago, and get her take on how HubSpot and partners are doing and realizing that vision together. We then dive into the big bets HubSpot is making and its long-term strategy development, from product development, which of course we touch on generative AI, and HubSpot's new product releases harnessing that technology, to HubSpot's upmarket strategy, to its own flywheel strategy from its marketing, sales, and services teams. And we wrap with her recommendations for solutions partners, including tips around the right depth of knowledge on things like CRM customization and extensibility, collaborative selling and servicing customers alongside HubSpot, driving customer value with deep connection and engagement, and a ton more. Agency Unfiltered begins right now. Welcome to the Agency Unfiltered podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, fantastic. Well, today we are recording on St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day. I know it's probably you're going to hear this later, but uh, we have uh, green all over the place. So yes. good to be here, Kevin. Yes, uh, super psyched. Obviously, yeah, color was important. Have to represent the green today. Uh, I think maybe uh, a Guinness or something will be in the not so distant future uh, for for me. But um, thanks for finding time on the holiday. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Absolutely. Uh, and I know, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably been a, a busy couple of weeks. I know we're we we have partner kickoff in our rear view. Uh, I think HubSpot's had some exciting product launches uh, that we'll certainly get to in a moment. Um, but otherwise, how are things from the the seat of HubSpot CEO? Well, exciting, busy as always. Uh, we're kind of coming around the corner of Q1. So yeah. we're kind of at the last stretch of Q1. So lots have happened in terms of kickoffs, in terms of product announcements, and uh, as well as navigating what continues to be an interesting, challenging year. So yeah, yeah we'll talk more about that. For sure. So maybe the best place to start actually is uh, something you had mentioned at the uh, partner kickoff in February. Uh, and I think you had started your conversation there with uh, what HubSpot's vision was for the partner program some two, three years ago, right? Scale, selling and servicing efforts with expert partners, right? Uh, from your perspective, how are we doing uh, in realizing that vision or accomplishing that vision alongside with partners? Really well. Really well. I am uh, really excited with the momentum that we're seeing within the partner ecosystem. And you're absolutely right, Kevin. Three years ago, as we were going from marketing automation to CRM platform, as we are going from the S portion of SMB to the S and M portion of mm -hmm. SMB, uh, we went to our partners to enroll them in our vision. And we said, 
Our vision is to scale selling as well as servicing with expert partners. So please come along the journey with us. And I have to say I'm thrilled with which, uh, you know, the way in which our partners have enrolled within that process and the momentum that we are seeing within the ecosystem. And I shared a few stats that to me were mind blowing <laughs> as we looked back and we saw what is the progress that we have made in the last three years, co-selling with partners increased 266%. And you know, three years ago, we're kind of getting the motion of how do you get like a direct rep engaging with the partners? When yeah. do you bring partners at the right time within our uh, joint sales cycle with our customers? And there was just a ton of friction. Now, there's still more that we can do to improve that process. But 266% growth there actually shows that we're beginning to get that motion down and it's in the benefit of our customers. At the same time, partner-influenced MRR, which we really focus on track, uh, has grown by 127% again in the last three years. And that is also really significant. So it's just been an incredible momentum in the last few years and the partner strategy is working. We know that, you know, one of my favorite parts of the week is uh, Wednesday when uh, I call it the partner and customer day. Mm -hmm. And I speak to partners and I'd probably speak to three, four partners on Wednesdays. And I ask them, that's the question that I ask. So, Hey, here's what we started as the vision. Mm -hmm. What is happening? Is it working? And you all, Solution partners, you all tell me that it is working and you can feel that momentum. You give me a ton of feedback, which is fantastic and great, but I love hearing directly from partners in terms of what they're seeing as the momentum. So I think we're, you know, moving in the right direction, Kevin. That's great. And you know, Yamini, candidly, when you said Wednesdays are your favorite day of the week, I was hoping you were going to say, because that's when the weekly episodes of Agency Unfiltered drop, but I can understand why those conversations with partners and customers might, might beat me out on that front. <laughs> Now it's going to change. One more reason for Wednesdays to be my, my favorite days. Makes Wednesdays even better. And you know, uh, Wednesdays were also uh, Waffle Wednesdays for a long time too. So you get your waffle, you talk to partners, listen there to the podcast, a lot, lot going on there. There's the um, Wednesday, perfect Wednesday. <laughs> so Yamini, uh, a lot of the episodes of the podcast lately, and, and oftentimes, right, we feature solutions, partners. Uh, we've been diving into the big bets that they're making, right? The big swings, especially as we were talk, coming out of inbound, turning the calendar year. Right. And I think the big bets were oftentimes framed around the crisis of disconnection. Right. That was a pertinent theme at Inbound. Uh, we've seen, you know, changing customer and buyer behaviors. There's obviously, you know, a, a degree of macroeconomic turbulence and, and some things there that the partners and businesses have to take into account. And so I guess having you on today, it only feels right to ask you uh, about HubSpot's big bets uh, and some strategic objectives that you're setting for the organization uh, if you're game, if you're open to it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we can talk about the 2023 strategic objectives, but before that, maybe a view for our solution partners on how it's grounded, right? Sure. Um, every year, the middle of the year in June, we have an offsite. We call it the Think Big Offsite. And that's the time, it's a favorite time of my year uh, at HubSpot because we take a step back from what we are doing today, we ground ourselves in the kinds of problems that our customers need us to focus on and then think about what the product strategy and the company strategy needs to be longer term. 
And last year, as we were grounding ourselves, we spent the first day of that offsite listening to customers. And the biggest problem that they had was this crisis of disconnection. They said it in so many words. They had disconnected systems. Their people were disconnected. But most importantly, Kevin, the biggest aha moment was that it was difficult for our customers to connect to their customers. Mm -hmm. So there was this crisis of disconnection, but the most important part of it was the crisis of how they were trying to get connected to their customers and they were struggling with it. And um, that got us thinking and we brainstormed a lot. And that's why we focused on connected applications, connected platform and connected community. If we can enable our customers by delivering connected applications, marketing, sales, service, you know, operations, CMS, and we can mm -hmm. enable our customers by delivering a connected platform, which brings the data across their enterprise into the same place. And then we can also provide the insights, the education and the community around it. Then we can solve one of the more fundamental problems that our customers have, which is how they connect with their end customers. And so I wanted to maybe share that. And with that grounding, we looked at the next three years, but more importantly, we also looked at 2023. And uh, our strategy is very, very clear. We want to be the number one CRM platform for scaling companies. And that means we really need to get good at marketing, sales, service, and the platform. Mm -hmm. And over the last couple of years, we've kind of gone broad in terms of our product portfolio. We launched CMS Hub, we launched mm -hmm. Operations Hub, we launched new editions. But this year we came out and we said, we're going to go deep. And when we say we want to go deep, we want to make sure that Marketing Hub is world-class, best-in-class, Sales Hub is best-in-class, Service Hub is best-in-class. And that's exactly what we are focusing in terms of 2023. And that's our first strategic objective make each of these hub, hubs world-class so that we can deliver value for our customers, but more importantly, help our customers connect with their end customers. Yeah. You know, I think uh, the starting point and the reference point of how something like Think Big uh, informs the creation of our strategic objectives. So I think the background super important, but it also sounds like an important frame of reference. And is it fair to say that, you know, partners that'll be most successful in delivering the services our, you know, mutual customers need the most successful ones will be able to, to frame their offering around how to build better connections between those businesses and their customers. Like that should be the frame of reference for their, their menu of services. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. You, you hit it right on because I think, you know, you, our customers can certainly, you know, tell us what their, you know, challenges are. But really, when we go deep and look at our customer challenges, it is connecting all of the disparate systems. It's being able to have effective strategies, not just in marketing or in sales or service separately, but their ability to be able to connect all of those across their customer journey and then be able to deliver you know, services. And so you're exactly right. The orientation should be helping our customers solve one of their biggest problems in the business, which is across the entire customer journey. So you're right on. Now, you mentioned that a core uh, point of emphasis from like a product development perspective or product roadmap is uh, deep. We want to we deepen the functionality of each of our uh, core hubs. 
Is there a hub or a, like a suite of tools that you're most excited about uh, from like a roadmap perspective? Or is that asking like a parent to pick their favorite child? Oh, yeah, it is asking the parent to pick the favorite child. My two sons try to get me into this trouble every week. I don't do that. Uh, But I will tell you uh, what is exciting this year in terms of the roadmap. Um, Again, grounding ourselves on the problems that we're trying to solve for the market here, it is how do you leverage omni-channel marketing? It is no longer effective to have a single channel strategy, and you got to be constantly optimizing all of the channels to be able to drive ROI, especially in this macro condition when it's pretty challenging. Most of our customers have maybe flat and sometimes even lower marketing budgets. And so they're focused on omni-channel marketing as well as great customer insights. And uh, we just obviously launched you know, customer journey analytics uh, as a beta at inbound, and now it's in the hands of a lot more customers. It's super exciting to see that vision of looking at omni-channel marketing, but through the lens of that entire customer journey, that's like super exciting. And I think that uh, Sales Hub is going to have a fantastic year this year. Again, the focus for us has been, how do you tie marketing and Sales Hub together? How do you make you know, deal management and prospecting, as well as driving reproductivity much easier. Again, it's so important that we ground ourselves on the kinds of business outcomes that our customers want. And this year, it is better ROI, better visibility, better reproductivity, and mm-hmm. uh, better, you know, customer connection. So if those are the kinds of things, then the roadmap is really filled with enabling our customers to do that. And so I think I'm uh, maybe a little bit partial to how Marketing Hub and Sales Hub are going to tie together to solve the most critical business problems that our customers are facing this year. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, obviously, data-driven and data-informed strategies, proving ROI, being able to validate performance compared to cited business objectives, uh, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, Yamini, yeah, we can't talk about product uh, uh, without talking about uh, some of the most recent product launches from HubSpot uh, in the AI space. Obviously, generative AI has captured the imaginations of everybody, and everyone's trying to figure out the, the implications and what this means. Uh, how are you thinking about AI? How is HubSpot thinking about AI? Is that so exciting? I mean, of course, we have these macro challenges and a lot of things that are happening, but we're having this moment in this industry. You know, we've been waiting for a while in terms of uh, AI to become mainstream. And then uh, in just this moment where, you know, we, I think in November of last year, ChatGPT was launched and that has taken the world by storm. And, you know, there's always the saying that uh, change happens slow and then it happens really fast and it's not a linear in a change. And that's the moment that we're seeing in terms of artificial intelligence, especially with generative AI. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a iPhone moment in our industry. And uh, if you really step back and think about what generative AI enables for our customers, uh, it is three things. The first one is that content ideation, creation, and publishing becomes just much more easier and it will allow our joint customers to be much more productive. 
So, you know, we know that use case. I think there's just a tremendous amount of innovation that's going to go into making content ideation and creation and publishing much more easier. The second area, I do think that it's generative AI is going to help us develop code in a much more productive way. And this changes the uh, whole process of creating code. And that's going to have impact in terms of overall innovation and creativity within the software and application space. And then the third is generative AI allows for natural language interaction, human interaction with complex things like CRM software. And that is where you've seen ChatSpot, which is a product that we just launched. Um, It was Dharmesh's brainchild. It's in the uh, marketplace. You can go and check it out. But what is amazing about ChatSpot is that it takes the power of ChatGPT and then it connects it with HubSpot's API and provides a natural language mode of interacting with both of those complex things. And, you know, I think it's just hugely powerful. What I'm excited about is uh, the relevance of generative AI and more broadly AI for small, medium businesses. You know, again, think about our customers. Uh, They're busy. They're trying to constantly do, you know, a lot more with a lot less. That's been the, you know, whole uh, focus for small, medium businesses is how do I do a lot more with a lot less? And they're going through, you know, 2023, they're thinking about the next few years and we can enable the marketeer to create content better, the salesperson to generate better sequences, the service person to be even more productive. And so I think the relevance of this technology to front office and the relevance of this technology to SMB is just fantastic. I do think that we're in a very um, buzzy phase and Mm -hmm. it's kind of at the peak of the hype cycle. And if you think about uh, new S curves that are getting generated, when you transition technologies, you do go through that hype cycle and then things settle down. Then you get to differentiated use cases and really driving productivity. I think we'll go through that. And so I'm very excited about, content assist and chat spot that we launched, but I'm more broadly excited about how we can solve productivity challenges for small, medium businesses in the years to come. Yeah. I mean, certainly uh, an exciting launch from HubSpot, obviously deeply powerful as well. I think, you know, you'd mentioned two things. It's the efficiencies and speed at which we can, uh, you know, facilitate like production content. Uh, but at the same time, from a partner lens, it's probably also an increased amount of value for their end clients. Uh, is it fair to say that, uh, or is our guidance for partners, you know, we'll see a gap between the partners who are able to like channel and leverage this sort of technology versus those that, that aren't able to? I think great partners are doing that already. I yeah. think partners, the way they've consistently added value is the, you know, is how do I leverage this technology? And uh, really tie it to the use cases of our customers and make them even more productive. And one of the things that has always blown my mind when I've looked at the data, when partners are deeply engaged with customers, they get much more value out of HubSpot. They stay longer with us, you know, so churn actually decreases. They get much more value out of HubSpot 
and they buy more later on from HubSpot if we continue to add value. And it's always blown my mind that partners have uh, understood how they can harness the technology of HubSpot, but deliver business value to customers in a very, very targeted manner. So I expect the same thing. I would expect that uh, this enables partners to become even more productive. It enables our partners to add even more value for uh, our customers. And, you know, it's interesting while generative AI makes, you know, content generation, code generation, ideation all easier. um, I think we're going to differentiate in that last mile of human intelligence. Mm. It still is important, you know, while artificial intelligence will really increase the overall level of intelligence, the last mile of human intelligence is what will um, really uh, differentiate great content and great productivity from not so great content. Because on one hand, you could imagine everybody's going to now produce blogs more. So what is the value of the content that you write or the sequence that you write? It is the human intelligence that's applied on top of artificial intelligence. And I think our partners are very adept at doing that. Yeah, that's a really great point. I love that. That's really well said. Um, Yamini, I might change gears a little bit away from the product. Uh, I think another strategic objective for for HubSpot uh, has been to, you know, move uh, and win uh, up market with our CRM platform. And I think you, you alluded to that a little bit earlier as well. Before we get into some partner implications, maybe my first question for you would be, how would you define up market uh, for HubSpot? I love like getting to the simplicity of the, how do you define it? And what is kind of the strategic objective? Maybe stepping back, Kevin, uh, we started this conversation talking about three years ago, what we said to the partners. But I think, you know, going and stepping back three years ago, as uh, we were looking at where the product is and where the go-to-market is and where the ecosystem is, we knew that we were in the middle and maybe even the early stages of a couple of big transformations. The first transformation we've talked about, which is going from a marketing automation company to a CRM platform, and we've invested pretty heavily there. I think the second big transformation is kind of going from uh, serving the smaller businesses to serving scaling companies. And if you've historically looked at HubSpot, we focus on the two to 2,000 segment. Um, two to 2,000 employee segment mm-hmm. is specifically what I mean. And maybe five years ago at HubSpot, bulk of our revenue was coming from that mid-sized customer, customers that had between 20 and 200 employees. And three years ago, this was also well-timed with maybe the digital acceleration that we saw. We uh, had a product that was just, you know, getting really good in terms of serving upmarket customers. And so we said, okay, how do we step back and make sure product is aligned, go to market from a direct, you know, selling motion is aligned and the partner ecosystem is aligned. And how do we make sure that all of these serve the needs of an upmarket customer and upmarket as defined by 200 to 2,000 employees? And if we step back and we spent a lot of time over the past you know, few years talking to those customers and understanding the needs, uh, it is pretty clear. You know, they want tighter controls. They want much more granularity of how they control their implementation. They care a lot more about admin features and admin controls. They care a lot about customization and their ability to 
take HubSpot and make it relevant to their business and the ability to extend HubSpot. Now, at the same time, it's still you know a 2,000 person company. And so I think our focus in as we've gone up market is to deliver powerful features that meet the need of upmarket customers while maintaining the ease of use, which is why you know we win and which is why uh, uh, we solve the needs of our customers. And so that has been a lot of the focus in terms of both product as well as go to market. That's really helpful. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, uh, partners' ability to be deep product experts as the CRM platform has evolved. Uh, I can imagine, you know, partners should be thinking about continuation of that deep expertise, being able to channel uh, what it takes to have deep CRM customization, uh, what CRM extensibility can look like. Is that where partners should be focusing their attention, especially those that may not have been doing that, you know, in, in years past with HubSpot? Absolutely. I think you, you hit it on because we've had partners uh, that originally started as marketing agencies. And uh, that was the history of a lot of partners. And we've really helped you know, partners. We have enrolled partners. We have engaged with partners. And we should talk about Academy. I think we've uh, helped educate partners to be able to go along this journey with us. Yeah. And it is a couple of things. It is uh, how do you go from having business process expertise to technical expertise, being able to understand the architecture of the clients and understand the technical needs, understand migration requirements, understand integration requirements as we've kind of gone up market. And I think, you know, uh, this is a moment you should probably like also share how Academy has helped in things like HubSpot, you know, architecture certification. I know yeah. those are, you know, new things that we've done, but I that's the journey and uh, helping our partners better serve customers has really been the focus. Yep. Tell me more about what you're doing with an academy. <laughs> if you're going to tee me up for a shameless plug, I'm yeah. not going to not take it, you know. Exactly. Um, take it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, technical education certainly is a point of emphasis or education for technical functions, right? A major point of emphasis for HubSpot Academy this year especially for our solutions partner training catalog as well. And so things like data modeling, data integrations, how to plug HubSpot into a tech stack, uh, ensuring that data flows, you know, one way or bi-directionally and speaks to the systems that it needs to. HubSpot architecture, technical consulting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so shameless plug, if you're a solutions partner tuning in, there's a catalog of training to help you along this journey. So definitely take advantage of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that because I, I think, uh, you know, stepping back on the vision of um, partners, we want to sell, we want to service with expert partners. And that means, um, you know, the expertise in terms of technical capabilities, as well as business capabilities, as well as like full suite capabilities are really, really important mm -hmm. as we go along this journey. The other half of uh, the, the move up market, obviously, we've talked about, all right, the servicing and the product expertise partner should uh, plan on having and building and developing. What about the like the sales process or like the engaging with these types of businesses? I can imagine things like elong elongated sales cycles, uh, larger purchasing committees, like anything else from a go-to-market perspective that they should prepare for as well? You're absolutely right. I mean, if you think about 2022, um, we saw two big step transitions in the year. The first one was in June last year, 2022 where we started noticing a little bit of like lengthening sales cycles and it was happening in Europe. It was happening in North America, but 
Uh, a big step change was actually in September where we began uh, jointly seeing much longer sales cycles, many more executives involved in the buying process. So typically we were talking to the head of sales or the head of marketing. Now we're not only talking to them, but we're also talking to the COO, the CFO, the CEO, and sometimes even presenting to the board and mm -hmm. at the level of scrutiny in terms of decisions have really gone up. And I think we're continuing to see that. And, and we're assuming that it's going to continue into 2023, given where our uh, macro environment looks like. And that has meant a couple of big changes, both in the way um, the direct sales team approaches, but also in partner engagement. And uh, that's planning for, you know, how we approach our customers. Again, going back to customers, what do they care about the most? Right now, they care about time to value the most. Sure. And they care about total cost of ownership savings the most. They care about making decisions that uh, will put them in great light with their board, with their P firm, with their VC firm. That's what they care about the most. And so I think uh, our playbooks have evolved, will continue to evolve to, one, be exceptionally sharp in terms of communicating the time to value. How yes. quickly can we implement? How quickly can we drive change management? And how quickly can we drive user training and adoption to get to a point of time to value? And I do think that the HubSpot ecosystem, as well as the direct sales teams, are good at it. I'll encourage you all to continue to be good at it. The way HubSpot wins is by getting this time to value in a matter of weeks and not months or quarters, you know, in the case of other competitors. And so we have to be very laser focused, given the macro environment in terms of communicating this time to value. At the same time, if you look at the last three years, uh, customers sometimes went and bought a bunch of point solutions and their you know, technical stack on the marketing side and sales side have become maybe needlessly complex and maybe you know, too many point solutions that doesn't solve the crisis of you know, disconnection with their customers either. And it also increases their total cost of ownership. And so uh, as we jointly approach our customers, thinking about their entire marketing, sales, front office tech stack, and helping them uh, brainstorm ways in which they can consolidate the spend and get better visibility, uh, as well as get better customer connection in the process is going to be really important. So I think, uh, you know, the playbooks are evolving and I'm um, involved in a lot more customer conversations and it always like warms my heart to see, you know, a partner as well as a direct sales rep, uh, as well as, you know, other members of the team kind of working closely as we communicate the value to our customers. Yeah, the the collaborative sales uh, pulling through and, and, and finding the, the collective win. Uh, you know, Yamini, you mentioned total cost of ownership a couple of times, which I love. Uh, is it something that, you know, partners can anticipate seeing and hearing uh, in HubSpot's own from sales teams uh, in our marketing uh, collateral and assets and strategies? And if so, how can they take advantage of the same sort of value proposition? How should partners talk about TCO or toss, uh, total cost of ownership? Yeah, uh, TCO is absolutely right. I think the, uh, that's exactly where our marketing sales and customer success organizations are focused on. From an uh, internal enablement perspective, over the last couple of quarters, 
We've really enabled our teams to understand the TCO. We've delivered you know, TCO playbooks as well mm-hmm. as cost calculators, and we're helping have much more proactive conversations in terms of cost savings as well as like time to value. And yep. uh, you know, we, we, we are going to continue to have that same focus in 2023 and beyond. I mean, you know, I, there is this point in our customers' journey of digital adoption where they have to think about, you know, where they want to have additional point solutions versus where they are consolidating onto, you know, fewer solutions but getting much more value out of those solutions. And it is now and it's into the future. And so I think you're absolutely right. We've enabled our internal teams. Uh, I think the partner enablement is also focused on having the same kinds of conversations with the partner ecosystem. We're, we're joint at the hip on this. And that's what is exciting about the journey we are taking. You know, we're joint at the hip. We talk to partners uh, about what products are coming out. We talk to partners in terms of the playbooks. And uh, when I see direct teams and partner teams really at the regional level and have like common strategies and common you know, go-to-market approaches that makes me really happy. And I think we need to continue to drive that momentum. Yep, agreed. Yeah, super helpful. Um, Yamini, as we push on time, I want to be cognizant of time. Uh, maybe uh, as we start to wind down, revisiting the vision statement, right? We kind of, we, we teed it up at the beginning of our conversation today. Uh, you said that there's a ton of momentum uh, and progress being made. Some mind-blowing milestones and statistics. Would you say the vision statement for the next three years remains the same? Uh, are there any adjustments or tweaks that you would make to it at this moment in time? Well, we're even more committed to that vision statement. Uh, so I'd say we're doubling down on that vision statement. And our vision is to scale selling, servicing with expert partners. And that's working. And we see the momentum. And we want to continue to invest within the partner ecosystem. Uh, but as you mentioned at the beginning, Kevin, at Partner Kickoff, we we said, how are we going to continue to invest in you? And where you know, will we continue to invest? And when we've stepped back, we found that partners who are deeply engaged with customers, who are consistently delivering the value of the breadth of our product portfolio, uh, have driven much better outcomes. And partners who have figured out how to engage with our direct teams and jointly position HubSpot um, deliver a ton of value. And the stats are mind-blowing. You know, if you think about uh, great direct and partner engagements, when we see that happening, it increases the close rate of those kinds of deals up by 15%. And that's pretty phenomenal. I mean, I'm not seeing other initiatives where we're increasing the close rate, you know, 10, 15%. So it's pretty exciting that when we get that lower friction, much better coordination across direct teams and partner teams, we begin to see improved close rates. And that's what we want to encourage. The other thing uh, which we said, and this stat was also mind blowing to me, that customers who are consistently connecting with partners retain at 94%. That's seven percentage points higher than customers who are not engaged with their partners or with HubSpot. And if you think about these two, this is where we want to double down. We want to double down and encourage partners to have the right co-selling motion to be able to deliver joint value. And we want to encourage partners to be able to drive deeper conversations with customers 
because frankly, you know, customers uh, begin to scratch the surface of value of HubSpot. And when they go deep with partners, when they go deep with our, you know, sales teams, they get even more value. And so those are the things that we want to uh, encourage. And so I'm excited that we are doubling down on the partner strategy. I'm excited that we are investing in the partner ecosystem. And I'm excited that uh, even though there are a few challenging quarters, you know, that we have to continue to go through the long-term uh, prospect for the partner ecosystem and HubSpot remains exceptionally bright. Yeah. I love the, the deep uh, connection with customers, deep engagement with customers. Uh, and then uh, doubling down on uh, direct HubSpot and partner engagement, uh, collaborative sales processes, like, hey, let's deliver joint value together. And we've seen you know, the numbers on, on what that allows us to do together. Question for you, Yamini, before, again, as we push on time, I think one uh, from the partner side, the partner enablement side, one lever we continue to pull with partners is say, hey, if we want to uh, accelerate our ability to deliver value uh, together, you know, is, is through accreditations. Yep. Uh, uh, what's your read on accreditations for all eligible and tiered partners? Is it something they should be uh, looking at, intentional at applying for? Uh, any perspective or, or thoughts on accreditations as a means to, to unlock that, you know, joint value? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this goes back to the vision statement of having expert partners within the ecosystem. And if you really think about the expertise, you do need to drive accreditations as a means of validating partners with that deep expertise, right? Mm -hmm. So it really goes back to how are we enabling what we said as the vision statement. And we have offerings like CRM implementation, custom integration, solution yeah. architecture. So uh, I do think that as we move from marketing automation to CRM platform, as we move from you know, a small portion of SMB to kind of like scaling companies, our customers expect that out of us and the ecosystem. They care about, have you done this before? What is the customer reference? Give me a partner who has driven that customer success and reference because uh, the environment now, and I would say it will continue to be in the future, is risk averse. And the best way in which we can lower the risk and increase the probability of success for our customers is to have the right kind of expertise within the ecosystem. And so absolutely important. Yeah. We know, you know, uh, partners have that deep product expertise, just go through the necessary channels to validate, get the stamp of approval and, uh, and deliver great work. Now, Yamini, final question. Now we wrap every episode with the same question and it's what's the strangest part of agency life. Uh, however, obviously with you on today, we might take a different spin. And so to wrap today's episode, uh, what's the strangest part of HubSpot life? That is super interesting. So give me like an example of one answer from an agency partner on the strangest part yeah. question. Uh, sometimes we get into some of the cultural elements and, you know, some of like the, the slang and, and some of the ways in which the team collaborates and has fun. But I think oftentimes partners talk about you know, in a managed services uh, world, the diverse array of businesses and industries and like problems that you get to solve oftentimes can be very, very strange. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, you know, you're going to have to like answer this as well, I, because you might have a very different perspective. I think um, the, this, I don't know if it is strange, but it is unique uh, is the level of autonomy, uh, you know, within HubSpot, you know, it's such an autonomous culture. And I knew it before I joined, but 
when you just observe how work gets done, you know, and you, we talked a lot about product today and the, the product unit of having a team of engineers, UX, and, you know, someone uh, in the product management pillar and making decisions and getting things done and how these autonomous units function, but still deliver, you know, kind of like a big, you know, set of company priorities, product priorities. I yeah. find the, um, I, you know, I find it like fascinating and maybe sometimes strange how work gets done, but I find it like fascinating. And uh, it's the same thing within Flywheel, very, very autonomous units of, you know, work, but it all adds up to the pace that we have, you know, within HubSpot. What would you say is the answer from your perspective? You know, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, deeply autonomous work seem to all come together to solve, you know, business objectives. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, candidly, if, if my answer to the question would be somehow convincing your CEO to do a podcast interview on St. Patrick's Day, that's that's a pretty, <laughs> and having the opportunity to do so is a fairly strange element, I think. So maybe that's my answer. Granted, granted. <laughs> uh, well, Yamini, we're out of time. Uh, so again, thanks so much for coming on. I think there's a, an immense amount of value and insights here for partners to think through. We talked about product, we talked about customer connection, how to move up market, how to deliver value together alongside HubSpot. So uh, a ton of helpful information here. Thank you again for coming on. Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, partners. For everyone that's tuned in today, this has been another episode of Agency Unpicked.